0: I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, January 17th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Good morning, Peak Pals, and happy Monday. I'm recording this on a Sunday. Jay's skiing with his kids, so we thought we'd give him a day off and do a quick solo episode for you. But I do want to start with a bit of a public service announcement. Netflix announced that it has raised its rates in Canada from $14.99 a month to $16.49 a month. We talk a lot about the streaming wars on the Peak Daily and all the different platforms. But unfortunately, we at the Peak think this is only a taste of what's to come. As these services transition from growth stages to profitability, the only way they're going to get there is through price hikes. And you know who's going to be holding the bag. That's right, Peak Pals, it's you and I. So if you want to keep watching Selling Sunset on Netflix, Curb Your Enthusiasm on Crave or Yellowstone on Prime, just get ready. You're going to have to pay a little bit more very soon. You can take that one to the bank. Other than the Netflix rate hikes, here's what we have for you today. For our first story, house prices only go up. For our second story, back in office. And for our third story, a Ray-Ban offering. For our first story, what goes up must come down unless we're talking about Canadian housing prices. At least that's the conclusion we've reached after reviewing a number of new reports on our overheated housing market that predict rising prices well into 2022. We read the reports, so you don't have to. Here's what they found. So, according to real estate brokerage Royal LePage's latest house price survey, the price of a Canadian home rose 17.1% in Q4 of 2021, bringing the aggregate cost of a Canadian home to $779,000 heading into the new year. That's a crazy number considering that's all of Canada, not just big cities. And according to their survey, there's no end in sight for these price hikes, just like with Netflix. Royal LePage CEO Phil Soper said he expects to see home prices rising at double digit levels again this year. Now, in terms of why this is happening, another Scotiabank report published earlier this week found that Canada's population adjusted housing stock is the lowest in the G7. In other words, there's not enough houses to go around more demand than supply equals, and we all know this, higher prices. Ontario shortage is the worst in in the country. Uh, Scotiabank found the province would need 650,000 more homes just to catch up to the rest of the country in terms of houses per person. And don't hold your breath if you thought that the pandemic would help lower prices with folks leaving big cities for smaller towns. People have left big cities. Toronto's population fell by 16 and Montreal is by 46,700 in the first half of 2021. And for the first time on record, rural areas experienced faster population growth than urban centers. But while prices have soared in these growing small towns, they've continued to rise in big cities. And that may have something to do with investors who are snatching up more and more real estate in cities. The Bank of Canada reported this week that 20% of home purchases are now made by investors about the same share made by first-time home buyers. So here's the big picture for why all of this new data matters. The Bank of Canada has already warned of the potential for a fall in home prices after they raise interest rates, which could happen this month. But right now, nobody is making money betting against the housing market. And if we're looking at all this data, it doesn't look like the interest rates may even have as big of an impact as the Bank of Canada thinks. For our second story, in two huge votes of confidence in returning to offices, Zara's billionaire founder, Amancio Ortega, is buying Toronto skyscraper Royal Bank Plaza for over $1 billion. And across the pond, Google plans to spend another billion dollars on office space in London, just when you thought you'd be working at home, in your bathrobe, with your dog, forever. Newly released data from CBRE shows the demand for office space in Toronto remains strong with vacancy rates sitting well below the national average. So for those national listeners of the Peak Daily, let me tell you about Royal Bank Plaza. So Royal Bank Plaza is home to Royal Bank of Canada, obviously, corporate law firms and a couple technology companies. It's located at the primary gateway to the Toronto PATH system from Union Station, and it has two level retail concourse. There used to be a Brooks Brothers there. I don't know if it's still there. I'd expect that maybe Zara would put something in, but who knows. And the Zara founder's bid on the property is actually a part of a bigger trend. The move by Google across the pond to expand its London footprint signals that tech giant is equally confident about the future of physical office space. The purchase of a site in central London comes as the company builds a new UK headquarter about a mile and a half away. Now, to tie it all together, many companies have adjusted their work from home policies throughout the pandemic. But despite the expectation that this trend is here for the long haul, the office continues to be a place for in-person collaboration and connection. Co-working spaces across the country are also seeing inquiries rise from across industries as professionals who have embraced hybrid or remote work search for a central hub to connect with their colleagues again. And for our last story, I spy with my little eye, the year's first mega IPO for a Canadian company. Bausch & Lomb, the Quebec-based maker of contact lenses and other eye health products, filed to go public on the New York and Toronto stock exchanges. Bausch & Lomb is a pretty iconic company with cool stories. Let me give you a bit of history here. Bausch & Lomb started off making monocles. Remember those? Well, actually, you probably won't remember those unless you're around in the 1800s. But they started making these in New York way back in 1853. They later created Ray-Bans for pilots and pioneered the soft contact lenses many of us wear today. And on the Ray-Bans, Bausch & Lomb invented the sunglasses in 1936 with U.S. Army Air Corporal Colonel John A. McCready as glasses for pilots that would cut down on glare without reducing vision or fogging up. The name Ray-Ban came from their ability to block out ultraviolet and infrared rays of light. Pretty interesting stuff. Now, ownership of the company, Bausch & Lomb, traded hands a few times since then until Laval, Quebec-based Valiant Pharmaceuticals, which subsequently rebranded to Bausch Health, bought the business in 2013. And if you're wondering why the Bausch & Lomb IPO matters, well, it's because this could be the largest Canadian IPO of the year, with one analyst predicting the deal could fetch $3 billion American. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country if you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. As always, thanks to Dill Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. And Jay, we'll see you tomorrow. Along with all of you Peak pals, have a great week.